Bada bing, bada boom. Welcome to the 43rd episode of the Drive-In Podcast. On today's episode of the Drive-In, we have the Express Checkup with yours truly, Dr. O. We have our spoiler review, alert, alert, spoiler review of F9 with a very special guest. And then we have our top billing of the best action film franchise, franchises, excuse me. So use the bathroom now, grab your popcorn and enjoy the 43rd episode of the Drive-In Podcast. All right, fellas, we are here. Episode 43. Guys, we are on the very week of our first ever anniversary. It has arrived. Snaps, snaps, claps, claps. Snaps, snaps, and claps to us. Let's go. Let's go. A year ago, almost today, pretty much today, we, we, what were we reviewing? King of Staten Island? Mm-hmm. Yes, episode one. Old logo the too. First, like I guess, big movie that came out in uh, in quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. Massive. Yep. Yeah, sort of massive. Still holding a grudge against uh, Ricky Flicks for calling me a massive Pete Davidson stan. Just stan- egregious. Stan's already cringe as en- cringe enough. Then you say Pete Davidson stan. That's that's bad. Stan Stan is like a that's a really intense like. I thought I thought you were a Pete Davidson fan. I thought I remember you saying that. Clearly, I was wrong. No, I think he's funny sometimes, but like, that there's a difference between like, oh, that guy's that guy's yeah, pretty I funny don't, to being like, oh, yeah. he's a Pete Davidson stand. Yeah, a true yeah, affection. Yeah, I agree Pete with Davidson. that. I agree with that. I agree with that. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. But guess what? He's going to be in a movie in a month and a week, and mm-hmm. we'll see how we all feel about him then. All right, we'll find out. But uh, just so the fun. listeners, if you guys didn't listen to that first episode and you hopped on the drive-in bandwagon uh you know uh, a little later than than the rest of them just know that ricky flicks has been assassinating my character since the very first episode of this assassinating character we should get the gift god to make a highlight highlight reel of all of ricky <laughs> flicks's uh Agree, egregious acts against egregious acts against malicious one veto a veto against a non-original song and then two two vetoes one attempted veto and one attempted veto yeah we done pretty well with like wait i think i've gotten three i think i've gotten vetoed three times i vetoed uh (laughs) the non-disney movie that or the disney movie that we you picked for non-disney animated films and then this one and then and then you vetoed yeah you vetoed oh, the my Shrek pick and then I no got, not Shrek you also executed the first and only power veto when you selected the Frey family from Game of Thrones in a movie draft and he would not back down <laughs> that the was first that, that was the attempted veto that was I, the attempted I didn't know a power veto existed I my hands were tied <laughs> it, it, it no longer exists it has disappeared no longer it's no longer applicable in our top only drafts. I think it's just a stick at this point. It's a stick. And Ricky Flex was going to stick to it. He won't admit to it. I think that's a part of it too. But it, we, if you listen closely to our episodes, and you might even hear it during top billing today, there could be some malicious intent coming from Ricky Flex. What, what is up with you? You two are just ganging up on me. <laughs> no, Listeners, no, no, no. Listen, what, what's malicious love, love intent to, here? Lo- love, you to, yeah, love you to death. But uh, well, I don't understand I, the malicious intent. If you go back and listen to every top billing, me and, me and Flex are just going at it. I agree. I'm usually I, I'm a there, mediator. 
I'm like Chris Wallace. Hugh Hart. I don't know. <laughs> I I feel like Dr. O and I have some rivalry. I, I think I just get into rivalries. No, I, no, I, don't, I think I, you're I, just, I yeah. Okay, uh, Zozel Donna pick for overrated draft, oh, underrated draft. I really wanted to see. I, I really massive. wanted to drop to drop that clip. Yeah. Well, I want to drop that clip on our, on our, uh, <laughs> I'm ashamed of what happened during that. But (laughs) speaking of arguments, guys, there's a big Twitter. (laughs) There's a you have to know the situation. (laughs) This is a there's a massive Twitter trend going on right now. Uh, It's going on. People are quote tweeting one another in movie Twitter. What's going on is that there people are listing five movies they've seen ten times or more. Right. So I kind of want, I wanted to bring that up now and I want to see what movie stood out to you initially. Like you can name three or four, or even if you have five right at the top of your head, you guys, uh, I'm going to start with you flicks. You got any movies that you've seen 10 or more times? Shawshank. Shawshank for sure. Um, Dark Knight easily. Those two, like I, those are probably the two highest I've seen. And also I would say Godfathers because at least like a, I know it's a long movie, but Thanksgiving's at least a minimum time. I'm going to watch it then on AMC, like they have that marathon. Mm. And then at least one time throughout the year, I'm going to watch the Godfather epic where they do the two movies back to back, but in sequence in the, the proper timeline order. So that's three right there that I know I've seen over 10 times easily. And then one, a recent one, infinity war. I watched mm. that. Like, see that 10 times. Yes. I, I wow. saw that that first year, right when it hit Disney recently. plus and at Netflix 10 times. So that was a recent one. And then just honestly, another like a couple comedies. I know Dr. O, you mentioned Wedding Crashers. That's one for me. Anchorman. Uh, I tweeted it out, but I, I don't think I included uh, a couple of them that I included on my tweet. But I I know I said enough. Nez, how about you? Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Mm. Most of the Star Wars movies. Oh, yeah. um, uh, a Christmas Story. You made me think of that. Oh. that that's, that's every Christmas my family we would mm-hmm. watch that 24 hours of the Christmas story. So that I was probably in my childhood, I was probably racking up three Christmas stories per year. <laughs> so <laughs> Those add up, I've man. only seen this like a hundred times. I don't know. Um, and then uh, let's see what else is there. Shrek. I've seen a million times. Um, definitely kids movies. Cause like I, there's space jam, space jam. I've seen more than 10, more than 10 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dodgeball. Another one. Dodgeball. I've, I've, seen, them, I've seen a million times. And then that came back, like uh, came out back in 04. So now we got 17 years ago. And like how many yeah. times oh, you watch Dodgeball a year? Probably once or twice, maybe. Like the the years add up. Yeah, know? you rack you rack those up. I mean, I, I remember there was a summer we watched it at like four straight sleepovers. Some of my friends. Like, <laughs> it's a, that's a sleepover up. movie. That's yeah. a sleepover with that stepbrothers. Oh. That's another one. Um, I, I the ones I listed, Dark Knight, like Ricky Flex said, The Sandlot, easily. I watched that ten times in one summer, maybe. Uh, Deadpool, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Although I could list almost like the first five Harry Potters and just say I watched all each yeah. of those ten times. Uh, uh, shout out to Sci-Fi. Shout out to TNT. Shout out, shout out to all those channels that throw uh, free form. It's formerly ABC Family, just nonstop marathons of star of uh harry potter honorable mentions i wrote on my on a reply tweet to myself american pie 2 and employee of the month mm. who i've seen definitely employee of the, month. of the month yes <laughs> yes Dang oh my god forgotten I, comedy another one i forgot to say miracle miracle easily oh, over 10 times for me one. oh that makes me then you think then you mentioned sports movies I yes think of friday night lights i was obsessed oh, with that mm. movie sad Sad. Ricky Flux cried at the end of that movie. I did. Wow. Yeah, I don't. I forget when it came out, but 
our oldest brother, we, I watched it with him one day and I was incredibly young at the time whenever it came out that year. And yeah, we were like crying at the end of it. We're like, they lost. What? I was there too. They're not supposed I, to leave. I was, only, I was the only one who didn't cry. I looked over. Yeah, but crying. you cried at Shrek, so you could not say anything. Different scenario. <laughs> I was six. And that, I that was, so. that I was, was an emotionally impactful moment. You cried because the, the princess was ugly. Or was no, it ogre? There was also sad music playing. There was sad music playing. Oh my, my dad, my God. dad like nudges me, like, stop crying. <laughs> Shrek. It was That's an 04 amazing. movie, so I was six as well. Uh, all right. So let's get to the checkup, right? That's, that's, that's a little good uh, banter to start, huh? I like that, huh? I like that. Yeah, how about it, eh? All right. Let's get rolling with the checkup. One more moment, doctor. Bringing you the latest in the movie industry, this is the checkup with Dr. O. Dr. O, check us up. We have a slew of Fast and Furious headlines for this week's checkup. Starting off, Fast and Furious 10 and 11, yes, there's been that many, will be a two-part finale and will be shot back-to-back. Tyrese Gibson revealed that director Justin, Justin Lin plans to shoot the final two movies back-to-back to cut down on the wait time between movies. Next headline in the Fast and Furious universe, a fun one for the kids. Vin Diesel says he's been, quote-unquote, dying his whole life to do a musical on the Fast and the Furious, and he would be up for starring in one based on the franchise. Forget space, people. Let's take this place to the Broadway stage. This series will end with the 11th installment, but potential spinoffs can still keep the franchise alive. Lastly, the latest in the Fast and Furious franchise has the highest opening day weekend since the pandemic took place. The film took home $70 million this past weekend. To quote Finn Diesel, cinema is back. Moving on with the checkup. Some movie delay news. Dune and The Sopranos prequel, The Many Saints of Newark, have been delayed by Warner Brothers. Meanwhile, Warner Brothers uh, has taken Clint Eastwood's Oscar Oscar contender Cry Macho and moved it up earlier than expected. Denny Villanueva's much-anticipated Dune blockbuster will now be releasing on October 22nd instead of October 1st. Cry Macho is dropping in theaters and on HBO Max simultaneously September 17th. And then The Many Saints of Newark is getting held up by one week in the aftermath of the Dune dust-up. You were supposed to see it on September 24th. It will now enter the market on October 1st. Next up. An intriguing headline here, something that will uh, capture Nez's attention. Quentin Tarantino confirms to Bill Maher that his next movie will be his last, as expected, and at one point, he even considered doing a Reservoir Dogs remake. Tarantino's last film was 2019's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, a critical smash from the Oscar winner. Let's see what the man cooks up for his final film in the director's chair. Next, James Gunn has expressed his desire to take on a Harley Quinn solo movie following his first foray into the DC Universe with The Suicide Squad. He responded to a fan question. Gunn said, quote, I definitely would say yes. A new trailer for the film dropped last week, specifically featuring a closer look at Idris Elba as Bloodsport. The Suicide Squad hits theaters and HBO Max on August 6th. More news. The new Shang-Chi trailer reveals that Tim Roth's Abomination will return to the MCU. Back in 2008, Tim Roth played the Abomination opposite Edward Norton in The Incredible Hulk. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is set to be released in theaters on September 3rd, 2021. To wrap up the checkup, something fun here. Dwayne Johnson is set to star in and produce a mystery Santa Claus-themed action-adventure movie, Red One, for Amazon. Amazon hopes to tie the movie into holiday branding and business ventures on their e-commerce side. Did someone say uh, Nomadland? That does it for the checkup this week. 
flicks. Which of these many headlines catch your, capture your attention? You've just been checked up by Dr. O. A lot of movie news. Get a drink of water there, uh, Dr. O. Uh, I'm, for me personally, Dune. The Dune news was, I think, that, that took over Twitter for the day, a day and a half. That, that was bonkers to me. The fact that they are moving it to the same day as Last Night in Soho and French Dispatch, already a Timothy Chalamet movie, like it's just bonkers to me. I I don't understand it. As in why like have that competition. I know Dune will still take home the highest amount, but I do kind of feel bad for the movie theaters as in kind of space it out uh, and try to get more revenue rather than making audiences pick between movies on one weekend. Um, But for me, I know I tweeted this out. I'll be in a movie theater for nine straight hours. I I would be this. I would be there the entire day. We already talked. I was. I remember a previous episode, Ricky Flex. We talked about how crowded that date already was. I know it kind of got freed up with Cry Macho and everything. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of great movies heading into Oscar season, man. That's a lot of talent that's going to be up there. I'm hoping that I know Cry Macho. I'm expecting Clint Eastwood directing movie. It's going to be up there. Dune, Denny Villanueva. We know French Dispatch is going to be there. I mean, I'm really intrigued to see what the many states of Newark will turn out to be because you know, Sopranos historically, obviously massive tv show was so successful on that in that format of entertainment how is it going to look prequel movie style let's see if it works what are we gonna say Nez? yeah i mean i i actually don't hate the idea i i think i do agree with you flicks but also i think people really are kind of forgetting about movie theaters and whatnot and i think they're, they're just kind of just getting warmed up and back into the swing of things i think by the time you know is it october October rolls around. I think people are, it's going to be more of a habit again or more of a thing to do. I think everybody's outside now because it's summer and stuff. And, 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 you know, I I don't think the movies are doing as well as they normally do outside of a pandemic, but we're easing back, back into things. People are starting to go back to the movie theaters. And um, I think it'll be just more like people might have one, one movie under their belt by the time they get around there. And then, you know what, they go and they see the Dune trailer. So I, I just think that, I think that it's got to, if they're kind of easing their way back in. And I don't think that, I mean, would Fast and the Furious be doing 70 million if, you know, this was three or four years ago? Oh yeah. It'd be breaking, breaking a hundred. Yeah. They'd probably, they'd be doing way more. So they're kind of easing back into it. Um, wait until people kind of get back into the swing of going to the movie theaters again. And that's when they're going to strike. I agree, man. Uh, it's going to take some time, no doubt. Uh, I think the box office numbers are a little thrown off, too, especially with Warner Brothers and their partnership with HBO Max, how that's kind of uh, what's going to shape out there. Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad, you're anticipating a, hu- a huge opening, but at the same time, people can just sit in their homes and watch an absolute banger of a movie, probably. It's, it's shaping up to be something special. We don't, I'm, 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 that was a little bit of a foreshadow. Could be true, could be not. But uh, we have Black Widow coming out in two weeks. The anticipated box office opening for that movie, ninety million dollars. So that's expected. Marvel, it's like they postponed it for so long, they gotta be banking on like, dude, this is hitting a hundred mil. Mm-hmm. They want mm-hmm. it so bad. How many times has that movie been delayed? How many trailers have we seen? I, I'm, I'm actually really excited <laughs> for that one, though, for theaters. 
can we just talk about they're coming out with a tenth and I mean I've been saying stop making these movies for like six movies. I'm talking about Fast and Furious here. Mm-hmm. Didn't watch Fast Nine. Boycotted. Boycotted. I've been boycotting these since since Tokyo Drift. If you want the Paul Walker lookalike is boycotting his own franchise. Exactly. Exactly. I'm done. I'm done. Stop making these movies. It's just annoying at this point. It gets me so mad. Scotty Furious isn't going to be happy when he hears that. Scotty Furious. Our special oh, guest later tonight. Later today. Sorry, sorry Scotty. That's that's why we, we have somebody replacing me because I just could not fathom watching another Fast and the Furious movie, <laughs> even if it's for my own benefit. Just drew a line. I'm not watching Fast F9. Not even Fast 9. Not the Fast and the Furious 9. That's kind of hilarious how like every one of the, the beginning of those first four movies, it was like, Fast and the Furious, the Fast and the Furious, the fate of, like, it's just like all of them, like, they're having a hard time. Too, fa- too fast, too furious. Too fast, yeah. too furious. Well, and then we get to just F9. So, <laughs> well, to keep with that trend, what's another Vin Diesel popular movie? The Triple X movies? This one, the the 10th one has to be FX. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be. There? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roman numerals, set it up. They're up. basically just do, do these are just keyboard extensions at this point. <laughs> All right, what else here? Are they, anything else capture your attention, Nez? Anything? I, I brought up Reservoir Dogs. What would you like to see uh, Tarantino do for his final projects? I want to do something. I want him to do something unique. I like what he does. I like when he, you know when he just has a blank slate. I don't want to see something that's you know directly related or a sequel to one of his old films. Mm-hmm. Blank slate break out the creative juices um, and just make a, make a hell of a great movie. But if there was like a random twist that tied it to Reservoir Dogs or like Pulp Fiction or any of his other movies for his last one, that'd be kind of dope. Well, Dr. Rowe, he's meant, I know you mentioned this uh, with the Tarantino verse universe. If they did like just a whole movie, just kind of centered around that somehow to kind of just tie up all his movies all in one. Um, for me personally, you, as you talk about something unique, something he's never done before, the rumors have been there. Star Trek, that would be something. That would be unique, and that would be original for him, as in like, or not original, um, something different for him. So I think that would be something that would be the Tarantino in space. If if he did it, it would not be any way connected to what's happened before in Star mm-hmm. Trek. You're not going to have those iconic Captain Kirk, Spock characters. Like if it's Tarantino, he's going to be like, I'm picking a spot in the galaxy. I'm plopping people there. And then mm-hmm. maybe like, I'm going to just make his own unique style to it. You know, like doing a space movie. That's like an out, like a sci-fi style. When is Tarantino ever attack something like that? What if it's like, you know, like hateful eight style where they're in the same room, the whole movie, they're all in a ship and there's like an evil, like there's like an alien on board that's going to murder them all. And they're all stuck in there trying to figure out what to do. Yes. So just like, yeah, like that small scale. Or, sorry, you know, you can keep building on that because I have a different, different idea. Yeah, but it's it's like that. I like because it's like put him in a different setting like that. Put him in outer space. Put him on a different planet. Put like like make these settings so unique, but keep mm-hmm. that Tarantino style where you're keeping them in that small scale. Like you're not exploring through the galaxy. You're putting them on a different planet. You can do whatever you want. Creative like freedom to hint for him to just take control. I love that. Shots of alien feet all over. Oh, I was I was <laughs> web God. feet. I was thinking, uh, you know how like Star Wars has the cantina band, like Tarantino, mm-hmm. like. Have, would have to have like a scene not necessarily a cantina band obviously but like he would need to like have his own band have a dance and scene maybe bring travolta back who knows nice all right so my final idea for tarantino's last movie is that he just directs fast and the furious 11 <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> Him and Vin Diesel lethal combination. He'll like like they got to be running out of like I was I, they got to be running out of like ideas. They have to. They need an idea guy. They need someone that embraces on like being the guy who thinks originally and the something that something else will, no one will ever think of. I'm curious. All right, all right hear me so out. Hear me do. out. They've already went to space. How much more can we do? Scotty Scotty Furious, next producer of the Fast and Furious franchise. Hear me out. Tarantino directing Fast and Furious Eleven. It's not set in, in present day it's actually dom's great great grandfather and it's a western and they're racing their horses and their cowboys Ooh, okay Ooh. wow all right clip clip that was a good it, one clip it. that's good wow like nez that. is buzzing tonight wow ideas just flying left and right rolling rolling absolutely rolling all right that does it for the checkup this week let's now uh go to our review of F9. I'm leaving the chat. I don't know if it feels like I do. And I was frozen when you walked in the room. Because every single word, it just makes my stomach turn. All right, folks, it's time to move on to a highly anticipated review. Arguably the highest, or I should say, most anticipated review the Driving Pod has ever done. We are a year in. Right, this is our one-year anniversary. We brought on our second ever guest. Third, okay, third, we third. have third. Mayo. Who else we have? We Mayo, had Mayo, J Man, J Man. Sorry, J Man. I apologize. Talk. That's not going to look good. I apologize. He's not going to be happy with that. We might have to cut it for J Man. Right. I apologize <laughs> profusely for that. But we have a super fan, a Fast and Furious super fan. We have the legend himself, Scotty Furious to join the pod and join the review for today. So I just want to kind of uh, introduce the audience to Scotty Furious. Why is he here today? Well, he's childhood friends with our own Ricky Flicks. But also, we had a post on Instagram, all right, uh, trying to hype up this new movie, right? According to Vin, Vin Diesel, quote, cinema is back after this opening weekend. <laughs> That's a direct quote from Vin Diesel after this opening weekend. Movie collected $70 million at the box office. But here is what Scotty Furious said, right, before this movie dropped on Thursday. So we are trying to – Ricky Flicks posted on Instagram, trying to get the buzz going. Mm-hmm. Here is what Scotty Furious says. Quote, Fast and Furious isn't just a top Hollywood franchise of all time. It's also a lifestyle. It's all about that family and living your life a quarter mile at a time. This will be my first movie returning to the theaters. Can't wait. Direct quote, end quote. Yep, and that was true. First movie back in the theaters. Okay. What was the prior one to this? Oh, I mean, that's that's pre-COVID, so. Yeah. Do you Uh, remember? (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars Wars was December 19th. (laughs) Like Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Yeah. And then they, 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 there was like literally no good movies like right at the turn of the year either. It was like <laughs> right. Harley Quinn or something like Invi- that. Invisible like, Man. Uh, Invisible which is Man. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, I don't blame you for not remembering any of them. Right. Yeah. I think yeah, the gentleman. I Star Wars then. Yeah. yeah Star Wars, nope. December traditionally. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be so, Star Wars. Yeah, because this yeah, was the yeah. highest box office since then. Since uh, Rise of Skywalker opening yeah. weekend. Cinema's back. So, Cinema's back. Scotty Furious, first time on the pod. Wow. 
So it's let's happened. get to the film. Let let's here. get going. Let's get the synopsis. Let's get the Rotten Tomatoes score. Then we're going to get into it, right? Might get a little heated here. We're really feeling it right now. So F9, not, not Fast and Furious 9, not Fast 9, just F9 is available to see only in theaters. This will be a spoiler review. Nothing held back. This currently has a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, has an 83% audience score, and a 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Yikes. So let's hit the synopsis here. <laughs> Dominic Toretto is living the quiet life off the grid with Letty and his son, but they know that danger always lurks just over the peaceful horizon. This time, that threat forces Dom to confront the sins of his past to save those, those he loves most. His crew soon comes together to stop a world-shattering plot by the most skilled assassin and high-performance driver they've, they've ever encountered. Ever. Dom's forsaken brother. That's a hell of a synopsis. He has a brother, folks. Such a simple movie here. I'm talking John Cena, folks. So let's start off with some knee-jerk reactions. I want to hear from Scotty Furious first. <laughs> you leave the theater after F9. What's going through your mind? Well, I hate to jump to the very end, but there was <laughs> that little post-credit scene. Uh, maybe we can save that for the end, a little teaser at the end. I don't want to go too early. But, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, are completely positive reactions. Um, can't wait for Fast 10. I mean, it's, I'm going to be biased here, folks. Like, I, I love the movie. Um, I'll, I'll try and save my bias when it comes to the review score. But uh, walking out, it's the biggest smile on my face and since Star Wars back in Christmas two years ago, like you were saying. Like, it's uh, just being back in the theaters. Oh, my gosh. And without even going to the IMAX, just cars revving planes like soaring through the air i mean it's it's just oh <laughs> we weren't even in imax and we were buzzing like that's like that's a good theater experience like without the imax but you could still get that sense that entertainment factor from the cars buzzing i don't want to keep using buzzing but buzzing blaring in your ear and all the action sequences justin lynn i thought did a great job with that with that and we didn't even see it in imax which i thought is a positive for this movie mm-hmm. all right and the, uh, the giddiness on Scotty Furious right yeah. now is getting to me. It's only making me smile, but I have to say, I didn't stay for the post credit scene, and I knew there was oh. going to be one. I knew there was going to oh. be one, and I chose to leave, dude. Wow. I got to be honest, Scotty Furious, oh, this no. movie was not good. Oh, this no. This movie was not good, dude. This wow. movie was not good. But I have to preface this. I am not a Fast and Furious guy. I have not seen all nine. And I've seen, I've seen parts of Hobbs and Shaw. I haven't seen the whole thing. So oh. I'm coming from a perspective. I'm almost like in the opposite. Like I'm, I'm almost biased in terms of I already have like a marks against this franchise while you are already, already leaning towards like, I mean, you, this guy loves Fast and Furious movies. His name, for God's yeah. sakes, is Scotty Furious. So, <laughs> I agree with Ricky Flicks. The action was phenomenal. But – Guys, we're getting – this movie was absurd. <laughs> what, I, yeah. what I saw here was absurd. So I just want to rattle off a couple of things. I want to hear your take on the action sequences. Mm. You knew we were into something nuts from the opening sequence there, okay, when it comes to when they're in the jungle, right? They, they're first introduced to John Cena. And uh, uh, what, what's her Charlize Theron's character's name? What's her name, the villain? Cypher. Yeah. Cypher. Cypher. Great name. Great action movie villain name. Mm. Uh, so right when you see Ben getting off the bridge, you see Dom Toretto and you see Letty saying, don't do it, hops off, somehow attaches onto a bridge and swings as if like, <laughs> oh yeah, he meant for that to happen. And also 
kind of jump into one of the end scenes. The magnets, dude, they got to take it, take it easy with the magnets. <laughs> the magnets look right. sick, though. They were good, but it was almost crazy when, like, I think uh, uh, it was when Letty didn't take control of the tank yet, but there was literally 100 cars just flying into the tank. Just flying into the tank. <laughs> like, dude. It's, it's like you're pelting somebody with, like, like I don't know, like wiffle balls or something. It's just like, boom, boom, But, Dr. Boom. O, it's clear they haven't seen uh, Fate of the Furious because in that movie, there's a there's at least 100 cars coming down from, like, a top of a building right around in a limo. So if you want to talk about craziness and cars, like, just coming out of the air, I think Fate of the Furious set that up perfectly, where this one is like, all right, it's not necessarily believable, quote-unquote, but you're ready for anything. Right. And yeah. then, uh, Scotty, Scotty, I want I want to know your take on like like maybe what was your favorite action scene and did it ever border the line of absurdity or is this what you should expect when you go and see a Fast and Furious movie? Yeah, I think uh, you took the words out of my mouth. It's you have to go into it, especially after after Fast Five and just going back to Fast Five when they're driving that safe through the city of uh, Rio de Janeiro. Oh yeah, baby, getting safe around and like just destroying the entire city itself. From that point, you have to go into every movie knowing the absurdity. And and yes, several times I look over at Ricky Flicks during the movie <laughs> and you just, you laugh. You kind of yes. chuckle. So going into the movie and knowing the absurdity definitely helps not feel so, uh, what, what the heck am I watching? Like right. it's, it's, you know the absurdity. I mean, yeah, the opening scene, that was crazy. Once again, Dom catches Letty with his car. She gets <laughs> yeah, once again. Once like, again, it's like they're using cars as trampolines. John yeah. Cena did it later. <laughs> in the it's like you could just jump from hundred feet, land on a car. Like send the car over. It's gonna be okay. Like you can land yeah. on that. You will not get hurt whatsoever. You know. Yeah. It, no, I mean, hopefully, people ass. in real life know not to do that. <laughs> a lot of people love this franchise, Scotty Furious. But Scotty, Scotty, yeah. so. I'm glad that you mentioned Fast Five because before Fast Five, I was a Dr. O stand where I did not like the franchise. I just hate, like, obviously the scripts are terrible. Like the well, dialogues like the early ones, are right? oh, no, 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 I like the early no, ones. No, okay, well, let me, just, <laughs> all right, fine then. I'm going to be on my own here. Before then, like, life. obviously I love the first one. The second one's just, like, fun to watch. You know, Paul Walker, Tyrese comes into the frame. Eva Mendez, I don't know where she's been in Hollywood, but she, I don't know if she'll ever come back, but... She was in that one too, right? Mm-hmm. I hated Tokyo Drift. I'll say it. My least favorite out of the bunch. Oh, wait. Uh, Fast Four was pretty bad too. But when they come to Fast Five and Vin Diesel yells, this is Brazil. <laughs> that just changed my mind where it's like, all right, from this point on, you just got to take these movies as they are, how absurd they are, how badly written they are. These are just Fast and Furious movies. You just have to enjoy them. So ever since then, I rewatched them this week. Every single Fast and Furious movie I rewatched this week, and I took them for as they were. And my God, I've changed my, I've changed around. You watched every single Fast and Furious movie <laughs> except Tokyo Drift. I couldn't put my my head to that. I couldn't Dude, do like, it. Like I like I hate because like the reason I like the early Fast and Furious has a little bit of part of my childhood. And then when I think of Tokyo Drift, I'm thinking of Grits. My life be like one of the I, that should have been in the best yeah. original songs. Like that yeah. song is so good. I'll put it on repeat all the time. But the only uh-huh. thing is. This movie, you gotta kill the action sequences, and like they they did, like they were it was awesome, it was loud, it was banging, cars flying everywhere, just absolutely take it down an entire city, and they even reached the level where like they've had nine of these movies in this one franchise, 
you got to keep building off one another. Right? Yes. Gotta, like, like, how are you going to outdo the next? That's why they're swinging on bridges, right? They're, they're using magnets. Like, that's they went they, to space in this they, one, Doctor O. Space. They went to space. <laughs> I, don't tell Universal, but I was in a theater, so I had to see it today because I haven't been around. So I was like, I, okay, I have to see this movie today. I went to this little theater. There was only three people in the theater. <laughs> Me in the middle, like, and then with a pop, with some popcorn, she, like, feet up. The like, good thing no one was near me. Saw my feet. But there's two people way behind me, right? So I'm watching it, and I pulled I got my phone out just because I wanted to have that moment on my phone when Fast and Furious went to space. I wanted that. <laughs> and I want to tweet it out so bad, but I don't want Universal to get me in trouble. <laughs> I also wanted to add, there's only three people in this theater. Monday afternoon, theater, folks. It's not a massive, massive theater, right? It, it, it's like it's like pretty small. You can hear people are whispering and stuff. I was laughing out loud. And it was like, I didn't know if this movie is so bad that it's good or if it's just so bad that I'm laughing at it. I think I'm really torn between those two. But there's just some the absurdity of this, of this movie. The fact that it went to space, it just shows, like, where is this franchise going to go with Fast and Furious 10 and 11? I don't even know what they can do. Yeah. I The absurdity level I was comfortable with in this movie until the space part. The space part was utterly ridiculous. They're duct taping themselves with hazmat suits. And they got Dude, saved by... Don't, 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 don't even get me started with the minion quote, bro. I, that's, well, universal I, makes I, sense. I, I, literally stood, I literally stood uh, up, thought about leaving, sat back down. I stood up, <laughs> down. But it, like, besides space, which was just stupid, and how they didn't die in space, I don't know. Like with the crash, made no sense. But besides that, I was comfortable with the absurdity level of this film. I really was. And I think it's because you just accept it. Like I accepted it from Fast Five on. I know others people like Scotty Furious accepted it from day one. Dr. O still struggling. It just suck it up and accept that, that this movie is just going to be, or this franchise is just different than other action franchises. Even like um, um, even a franchise that's called mission impossible when they're jumping out of hell, when Tom Cruise is flying off the side of an airplane, a commercial airplane or hanging on like, more realistic than this movie. <laughs> yeah. It, just accept it. And I have, and I'm glad I did because I actually really enjoyed going to see this movie, no matter how absurd it was. Yeah. And yeah, the one last thing I'll say on that opening scene, um, oh, is that go. was one of the ones they took half the trailer was that opening scene. Like, and we can get into later about how the trailer may or may not have pretty much given the entire story away. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, that opening scene, one thing, and I bet I would catch more things once on a rewatch of this. When Dom hits that bridge at the kind of when it, where it's attached to the island, they do do a, a short uh, kind of cut, and you see Dom crank the wheel, and the wheel kind of turns and almost hooks itself there. So at least they're trying to put a little bit of like Dom knew what he was doing. Like he, it took skill to be able to kind of hook the wheel around mm -hmm. the uh, the kind of like hook on the edge of the uh, bridge there. But I know that's absurd. Space. You see, Doctor O, skill. Yeah, skill. It, they try like it's so funny when they try and make it grounded. When they try and make it like, oh yeah, these guys definitely know what they're doing. But they start off as like some car thieves that are just like doing street races. And all of a sudden, <laughs> they stole DVD players all, all or sudden, VCRs. All of a sudden, Ludacris knows what to do with a, with a car when he's in space. Like it's yeah. just nuts. <laughs> like how does Ludacris have this role, dude? Like he like I don't know how like he was actually cast for this. He like he does like okay in it for like an, a rapper who's not really traditionally an actor, but. You know mm -hmm. what I couldn't stand? Like, we're going to get into, like, the, the performances a bit here. 
Like Tyrese Gibson, dude, he's got to just shut up. Like he's so <laughs> annoying. I know you might like him. I know I might, I might, I may be upsetting you. Some of his like comic relief hits, dude. I would say half of those jokes, I was just like, this is all he does. Like every, this is a one-liner joke. He's and, the like, jokes are the group. Yeah, yeah, but like, what, like, yes, but I don't think <laughs> his jokes hit a lot of the time. Yeah. That's the yeah. problem with it, you know. You're not wrong. He's good at being the butt of the jokes too, though. Which oh, is true. Ooh, good point. When, when the uh, when Tyrese and uh, uh, Natalie Emmanuel, right? Yeah, her name. Um, turn the magnets on and uh, take his fork away when he's eating. I mean, that's <laughs> a pretty, and that's even a little. I, I don't know if it's a callback, but he kind of he goes that says that he's hungry. I believe that's from like Fast Five. Um, when him and Ludacris are in the police cars, kind of causing oh. havoc, he shows up and he just goes, he yells, "I'm hungry!" Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Maybe a call, but I don't know. Something I picked up on. But that's another thing about this movie, like the uh, F9, compared to all the other ones. This was even more of like a throwback movie. Like this, like was so all for the cameos, all for honoring the franchise. Like the Tokyo Drift guys were in this movie. Yep. They yeah. had to bring Han back. Yeah. Like, this was all about the throwbacks, the, uh, what's it called? The, uh, uh, when, like, when they uh, go back to Dom's childhood, flashbacks. They had oh so many flashbacks. God. The Dom, Dom flashbacks, the Han flashbacks, like, so many. And that's what this movie was all about. So, like, you had the, something as little as, I'm hungry. Or you have Han <laughs> coming back to, like, never dead. Like, right. Sorry, which was honestly okay. It felt a little bit like, I was thinking about this. They wanted this, like the Fast franchise wanted this to be their Avengers, like Infinity War, where it's like a like oh, all boy. these all these films like coming to a culminate, like a pinnacle. Like where you're having Han and you're having like all like I thought for a second The Rock was going to show up. I for, thought for a second The Rock or Jason Statham was going to show up out of nowhere. I wouldn't have been surprised. But like you have Helen Mirren showing up, then like uh, people that weren't traditional yeah, in the franchise. Did. Then you have like Michael Rooker then showing up. Then yeah. you have oh. yeah, I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't know. Both, have both of you seen Peaky Blinders? Yeah. Oh my One, God. Uh, Michael Shelby. Yeah, Michael shows. He up. was John Cena. It, it, it was, they were nonstop cameos. Yeah, he was John Cena. I was shocked. <laughs> I really like John. What dropped. an I'm absurd like, thing to do! Like <laughs> just because he has like that little like curl in his hair, like John Cena does in the movie for some reason. They tried. This movie, you brought you bring up John Cena. I thought it was hilarious how in the beginning Cypher is like explaining like yes, like explain like why he's white and then like why Vin Diesel is like Hispanic. And I can like their family. She's like, yes, uh, the Toretto's are known for mixing their bloodlines. Yes, like she that. did say like, that. I was like, come on, come like, on, come on just let it go. His name yeah. already has a K in it, which is like, like J- Jacob. Like, no, it's Jacob, but with a K. Like, what are we doing here? No offense like, to all the Jacobs listening. It, it, we even we name. we didn't even bring up the fact Cardi B showed up in this movie, boys. Oh, that <laughs> was the eye roller. That was I'm terrible. That she was coming back. I, I did not get that. Scotty Furious wasn't even happy with that in the theater. I remember we looked at each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, and I guess there's maybe news that she will be in the next one. Um, yeah, yeah. She did mention Vin Diesel that. confirmed it. Okay, yeah. So, I guess they they'll attach her character in somehow. But so I just didn't get it. It seemed like they knew each other, but we don't know that. She's never been in the series before. There's, I didn't pick up on any like all the names they were kind of rattling off real quick. None of those names rang a bell of like why you'd be there to save Dom there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, it felt weird. That was like, I, like, I haven't seen all the movies, but I'm like, definitely some of these people weren't here before. It's just, but I think it's more <laughs> of like, 
yo, like, I don't know why everyone has this desire to be in this franchise right now. It's so weird. Money, 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 money. Yeah, but at the same time, like, how much did Michael Rooker make for for five minutes of screen time or two minutes of screen time? He must have paid, he couldn't have been paid much. Like, everybody else is making a zillion dollars. He can't be making a zillion dollars, too, for two minutes of screen time. It was just nuts to me that, like, everyone wants to be a part of this franchise now. It's just, like, it's it's become that much of a global phenomenon. It's almost like a way of, like, marketing yourself as an actor. That's the way I'm kind of looking at it right now. But Mm -hmm. uh, very interesting. What were you going to say, Flex? The Michael Roker, like, his final scene when Dom goes to see him to see where John Cena, uh, Jacob is, uh, and you find out he's in London. But he's, like, he offers him a Corona, but Dom did not drink it. He did yeah. not drink it. That's it goes along with the like the I don't know conspiracy or theory that like Corona and him have like a problem like as in like with uh with money and rights as in like he's not getting paid enough and he's not gonna drink it. Really? I, that's just a rumor. I don't know about that, but I remember in Fast uh, uh was it no Furious Seven with uh with uh, Kurt Russell's character he drank it then, but not in this one. Mister Nobody. Mister Nobody. Yeah. Who disappointed? He didn't like have a in-person cameo in this that was unfortunate a lot of flashbacks like you said before true yeah yeah then they did a really good job uh using him as kind of like the uh um crucial character to like start this movie he's the one sending the distress call to uh get dom's crew going and uh moving like mm-hmm. starting this starting this movie together the one that with han oh yeah yeah so yeah he's got First, he has his distress distress call that somehow in the like blurry uh, camera, Don can see the cross from. Jesus. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> on an iPad. That. On an iPad or whatever it was. So yeah, you get that crucial bit of information. Um, yeah, Mister Nobody sends a coordinates to where uh, Han's hiding out, where he's been hiding <laughs> out for six. And the Mexican that, flag. Dude, when, the Mexican when they flag. saw the flag, like I, I, I like what I've noticed is like, yes, this movie's all about the action, this writing, which is to make it as convenient as possible for them to make sure that they were successful during this journey. They're just like in a random spot. What, were they in Tokyo? Where were they? Tokyo. Yeah. 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 It's just, Oh, wait, oh, Mex- this is my Mexico. Oh, there's a Mexican flag. <laughs> like, look how convenient is that? <laughs> that was it's bad. like, we happen to be, I was just like, come on, come on. Get a little bit better than that. But, uh, uh, no, no, it's not what this franchise is about really. So I'll take it. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of uh, John Cena as the villain in this, or one of the villains? Go ahead, Scotty. Hi. Start this off with, um, I can't quite remember if this is the first time he's ever really played uh, a big, bad villain. Um, He's kind of the bad in Bumblebee, but not like the big bad. Okay. Obviously, he's not a Transformer. Yeah, Yeah. I mean... In his wrestling history, he's notoriously <laughs> always the good guy to a point where fans him now because he's always the good guy. So now, yeah, having to take a, a heel turn, as you might say, into a bad guy in this, this film, uh, he, he, he played it as good as he could, I guess. They had The Rock at one point being the bad guy of Fast Five. Um, he turns good by the end of that. And uh, spoiler alert, John Cena, Jacob turns Maybe not good. I'll actually stop that. Maybe he's not fully good. Oh. He teams up with Dom to stop the tank at the end of the movie, but, but then he leaves. He's not accepted into the group. He's not, like, uh, mm-hmm. given passage or any, uh, um, whatever the word is for, like, all the he's not laws he's broken. Yeah. Amnesty yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah, I feel not like, given that. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I feel like 
it's hard to follow up from what the rock and Jason Statham both did. I think those are two, in my opinion, are the a furious seven and fast five are the best, uh, t- best two in the franchise in my eyes, because those are the like two best villains. Like those are the, they have the best villains. So it makes an overall great movie uh, or a good movie, I should say. But uh, it's just hard to follow up with that. Cause John Cena, like, what has he been in recently? Like he was in that firefighter movie, movie comedy movie, and he was in Blockers, which I thought he was fantastic in. Like I think yeah. he's better in he comedic roles, to be honest, than these serious, like muscle muscle bound roles. Mm-hmm. If you know yeah. what I mean, right? I don't yeah. think it was bad necessarily, like some people are saying, but I just think that it's tough to follow up from Jason Statham, aka the Transporter or The Rock. You know, it's just tough to follow up. I think it's also like you brought up The Rock and Jason Statham. They have a lot of charisma. And it seems like mm. so does John Cena. But the way he played this role, he was basically playing Vin Diesel, his character. He was playing Dom. He was just like, yeah. you almost felt like he was his twin in the movie. It was like literally they, 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 they acted the same exact way. Right. And I thought there was more of a difference actually with like the younger actors of those two versions. I thought they did a better job, arguably, than the actual <laughs> two guys. Like that's what I thought. And, but also, Michael comes- Shelby. We're talking about uh, – uh, I'll let Scotty Furious make a comment. Look, like he's about to say something about it. So go ahead, and then I wanted to move on to, like, the other cast and everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just uh, – I know I'm going to be all positive on this, but I think you may have a strong point of the younger versions <laughs> maybe being a better actor of the role. I mean, younger I Dom. thought those flashback scenes were great. Younger Dom, younger Dom. Um, yeah, no, those were really good. Uh, yeah, so – I will say uh, this. I might have to uh, – yeah. I'm, I'm going to agree with you both, but uh, Scotty Furious, outside, when we were walking out together, what was one of the first things you said to me about Vin Diesel in this movie? Do you remember? Um, you said was he was, day, he's, but, yeah, yeah. You, you said he was a lot clearer. You could understand him a <laughs> yeah. lot better. And I, mean, yeah, no, I agree with you. Right, I agree with you. Like, I don't, it's like, hard. Yeah. Like he, like he says five words in a sentence, dude. Like and like like, like it's like hard to like. How do you screw up these lines? And he didn't really because it was hard to like. He didn't really have much. It felt like the dialogue was so weird in this movie. I I know I've only seen bits and pieces of the other ones, but like everything they say is a cliche, and then it's a one line sentence, and it feels like they're trying to be the most dramatic. Like there's no like normal conversations being had at any point in this franchise. They're just never talking to normal people. They're always just saying, like, family is everything. This, that, this, that. I'm just like, dude, like, I need a break from the way you guys are talking right now. Like, it was just, it was, it was bugging the crap out of me, right? And, and that makes you roll your eyes more so. Like, you already know the action is so outlandish. And then they're talking like that. They're just going full, like, 80s action movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. But I think that if you kind of go what i was saying before if you accept it and just you know you're not going to get it like what you want with the dialogue and just accept like hey you're here to just watch vin diesel on on screen and just be group (laughs) a human group i knew it was coming i knew it it was coming like i do i know what the franchise is all about but it's not going to change the fact like i'm going to roll my eyes i'm going to laugh out loud at stuff i shouldn't be laughing about you know so and then like then it's like like the movie in terms of the writing, making it so convenient. And then it's also having all these characters that are coming out of nowhere. And it seems like it's just, it's just a huge marketing ploy for a lot of these other actors. It just felt really weird at times. Felt really right. weird at times. But that's how, that's how, that's why the movie makes so much goddamn money. It makes <laughs> so much money. It's going to make, then, I don't, go ahead, go ahead, Scotty. Yeah. With that, like, so you, all these like minor characters showing up, 
with if it's going to be for more money or for like spin-off movies. Oh. I think some of these characters only had small roles because they might just have I think like the Tokyo Tokyo Drift crew had a pretty small role because there might be a Tokyo Drift too. Um, I'm not sure mm. what time I would be on that, but that would be something. Yeah, that's why maybe some of the characters, like you said, it's like, well, why are they even really in here? Maybe it's for future purposes. Or right. Han's daughter had a really small role. I'm gonna say daughter. Uh, yeah, the yeah. yes. daughter. You yeah. want to call her? Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. Like. What if, like, Han gets his own spinoff, like, with Mr. Nobody, like, a little prequel to this movie? Like, what has he been doing for all these years, right? Or maybe, like, I don't know, like, what you said with Han's daughter and Han. Or, I don't know, like, maybe, like, Mr. Nobody and John Cena when John Cena was, like, doing spy missions with Mr. Nobody. Like, there's so many spinoff ideas that they haven't even touched yet. Um, To go along with Hobbs and Shaw, like, that like continuation of that so there's so many like options here and i think with the biggest one obviously the biggest like headliner is fast and furious 10 having two parts basically being two movies like what are they going to do there like i have no idea scotty furious like any ideas for that one yeah i mean i I know i'm a super fan but i hadn't heard that their fast 10 would be split into two parts is that a theory or no i know yeah it's two parts back to back really okay breaking news Breaking breaking news. Breaking news. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, you can have that many characters. You can make a six-hour movie split into two. Like, <laughs> you can, yeah. They uh, One thing, and I'll agree, um, writing, like, isn't the best. Um, and one thing they've done it better in movies, kind of the pace of it. Now, the pace of this movie could have been a little better. It was just scene after scene after scene. There wasn't even really transitions. It was just hopping from one country to the next. Like, um, good point so yeah it was yeah. that was real fast and that's just because yeah they have so many characters they had like three storylines like all going at once with like with all the flashbacks going crew. on yeah yeah with the flashbacks too it's like they get all those storylines just to kind of get to one main scene for like the back half of the movie where like it's then that last kind of heist i don't even know what uh country they're in when they were trying to take down the mm. tank but they kind of all the it crew all kind of yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> But, um, you know, I'm excited where all these different characters that we haven't even really talked about today, like, could go. Like, there's just so many of them. There really is. And I know, yeah. like, that that's something they've talked about, like, with the franchise. I know Vin Diesel's made comments, too, where, like, yes, 10 and 11 are going to be the last ones, but there's they're going to be plenty of spinoffs. And I don't know if you guys saw what Vin Diesel also said. Oh. He wants to make a musical, a Fast and Furious musical. And we already know how much of a fan, when t- me and Ricky Flicks, in terms of the song that Vin Diesel came out with last summer, absolutely blew the door should have been in this movie yeah it should have been in this movie make it in the post credits uh, or something like come on now but uh yeah we're gonna put at the end of this episode too or maybe just insert it right there but (laughs) i mean i'd be all in on that idea too no no flex yes because i think this would make the same amount of money it would make a fortune because you had to see ben diesel singing on the big screen that would be something it'd be funny if he just like perform karaoke like singing fast and furious songs going from bar to bar in different states it seemed like that's more of his vibe or maybe just goes on tour and it's like fast or maybe they do fast and furious do on it. ice or something like that. <laughs> fast and furious on ice on oh my god will happen he, he he should be like with uh i don't know like kaigo or something like a edm artist and like open up for kaigo or something yeah. he just say he, like he, 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 every concert he's there he's only there for two minutes though singing and then he just doesn't do anything for the rest right. of the time just uh, I don't hate that idea. 
Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, I think it's time we throw out some scores. What do you boys say? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. I want to save Scotty Furious for last, though. I want to save his I for last. I, I, I want Ricky Flex to go, then I'll go, then we'll be getting with Scotty at the last, the last pick. So, I think we all, the listeners, I think you understand where we're all coming from here. But before I give my score, I just want to say, I think with a movie like this, it automatically did its job. Okay? So, like, I think it has, like, a minimum uh, score, but at least, like, a 40 at minimum. All right? But I'm going to go as high as a 57 on this. I think 57 out of 100 isn't that bad if you put this, like, against other movies that just don't, like, the dialogue's that bad. I think it did its job. The action scenes were good. I wish the villain was a little better and more concrete. Like, Troy Theron still, like, to me, it was weird that she was in that box with a, like, I don't know what the heck that was. That was just weird. The whole villain Three aspect of the movie. Was, yeah, it's just... Of the movie, she's stuck in a box. Yeah, like, it's just everything about the villain aspect with John Cena and Charlize Theron and then the other guy just seemed very off to me. And obviously, I think, Pip, uh, Scotty, Fur- uh, Scotty Furious, what you were saying about the pacing or the uh, transitions and everything like that, tough. But 57 for me. Doc? All right. Uh, I did give it a 40. That is my score. <laughs> wow. I, I, I was thinking about going lower. And I, you're right. It does, I wouldn't say it does its job, but it has the elements that any Fast and Furious fan want, wants to see. And that's the most important thing. They're not concerned about winning Oscars. They're not concerned about even like having like, I don't know, just any way like they're not because there are movies in the franchise that have critically done decent, right? And they're yes. not all like mm-hmm. crap or anything like that. But it did its job in terms of the action. I feel like the writing is just taking a beating at this point because the, I think the creativity for this franchise, it's at, it's, it's running on low. It's running on low, low, low. We hit space. I don't no idea what 10 and 11 are going to go, but I think the absurdity of this franchise is at an absolute peak right now. I, I feel like there's no way that other one could be more absurd. It might even tone it down a bit. Maybe it's more of like, I guess almost like the Avengers, like uh, Endgame or Infinity War, massive cameos like this one. But I guess continuing, kind of wrapping up Dom's story. Also, they brought up the fact that like they, like the writing, like what would have made the writing a little bit easier, like or made the audience kind of understand the movie better. It's like you talk about like being invincible, and like I know Tyrese Gibson's character kept on saying we're invincible. Well, like no one died at the end of this movie, so it's like. You could have said, like, you could have made it more realistic, like, yo, everyone's not invincible. You Maybe you have more of an emotional touch because, like, you, there's many opportunities to have an emotional touch to this movie that was lacking. You could have had something there. With him, like, with his character in Ludacris at the end in space, it would have been a – I think Scotty was saying this uh, yesterday. Just uh, it would have been perfect if he ended up dying. <laughs> it sounds terrible to say. But, like, that whole point, like, maybe we're not invincible, but we can save the world. Yeah, right. Literally, I was thinking the same thing. Like, that would have been a great – ending to their quote-unquote arc for the movie like they literally this is all that's what they talked about and then Tyrese gives it even at the beginning of the movie like surviving saying and making that speech it would have wrapped everything up so well mm-hmm. and I just don't think they they can kill anybody because if they do it's like I think the fans will complain and the fans already expect like it doesn't it's like there's it's like no way anybody leaves the franchise right and the actors want to keep getting that payday Right, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I had to go 40 out of 100, and I was trying to be nice about it. I would have been harsher if I didn't, like, understand that this is a Fast and Furious movie late in the franchise, you know? Mm. Furious. Scotty. Okay. Um, so people might expect, uh, being the super fan that I am, I'm going to give it some type of 
crazy, ridiculous score. I'll refrain from that. I'll try and give the score and be and integrity. Be be accurate to uh to how I kind of feel. And I guess maybe in comparison to how I felt about some of the previous movies. So I'll go seventy-five out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm feeling. Cause some of the movies before, they they would have maybe gotten to the high, the, the high 80s even. Um, and, and I know I can talk uh, talk about them forever, but um, if we're going to give a score, try and fairly rank it, got to fall to 75. Um, so, and that's maybe with some of the kind of absurd action sequences we saw um, with some of the kind of a little like laugh, laughable writing, just kind of chuckling to yourself when scenes you're not supposed to be laughing. Um, just the amount of cameos that we're seeing that don't even necessarily make sense that we're trying to like put the storyline together afterwards. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think 75 is pretty accurate. And uh, yeah. So where does this rank in the Fast and Furious franchise, Scotty? My next question. Yes, that's a good question. Um, so off the top of my head, um, it's definitely better. It, it falls in the middle. And so if we're looking at maybe uh, the original Fast Five, Fast Seven. So Fast One, Five, and Seven probably fall above it. Mm-hmm. Just think those were just stronger in terms of like the story. Um, and I, I think Fast Five, I think we made a couple references references to it today. Those That was the best. Fast Five is probably as good as the franchise will ever be. That's when The Rock and came, right? Exactly. Yep. yep. He showed up and he made a big difference. And that's why he's been in every movie besides this one. This is the first one he's not been in. Um, and yeah, I don't know how many characters you can say about that. Um, from like when they were introduced to the series, like not missing a movie besides this one I'm saying now. But um, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, and then you got your, your Tokyo Drifts and... Uh, too fast, too furious. Like those ones kind of fall. Uh, the fate of the furious kind of fall a little Great bit names. lower than this, I'd say. Um, what's yeah. the What's the, the worst one though? Good. The worst. I'd probably say. Uh, I mean, I enjoy it, but too fast, too furious. Wow. That one with. Uh, I think that one kind of. I don't know. It, after the very first one, that one was so well done, and they come back with too fast, too furious. Mm-hmm just didn't match it um it was really really tough to uh interesting to follow up the original so yeah sorry doc what are you gonna say i i i'm i'm captivated by the fandom of one scotty furious (laughs) you and ricky flicks the fact that you watch all these movies in one week i'm inspired to at least watch two of them in the next week so I, I, I'll be watching Fast Five. I've seen Fast Five before. That's one of the few in the later ones that I've seen. And I've mm-hmm. seen the early ones. But I'm going to give Fast Five and Fast Seven a watch. I'm just going to skip six. Do you think I could just do that, Scotty? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm assuming if people are listening, they've seen a lot of them too. Oh, yeah. All you really got to know about Fast Six is that uh, Letty's alive. Um, uh, uh uh, Jason Statham's younger brother is also a bad guy and Dom's team takes him down. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all you need to know. There's a really <laughs> long uh, uh, scene uh, going off the tarmac with an airplane yeah. flying. That's like 15 miles long. Takes yeah. like 20 minutes of the movie, but those are the big no three things of six. That's right. a good one too, but 
that one kind of falls by the way a little bit um mm-hmm. but we, we made a couple references to uh kind of marvel um connections i said this to uh ricky flicks yesterday what i could see being a pretty good idea is almost oh, no. like a civil war-esque 10 and 11 wow so especially with now we can touch back on that uh end credit you got jason statham beating a punching bag Turns out there's actually a person inside the punching bag he's beaten up, trying to get information out of. And then someone knocks on the door. He's in some basement. And who do you think opens the door? It's Han. The guy, Jason Statham, kills Han, movies back, and then shows up to who knows what. Is, he, is Han going to get revenge? Or is, was this planned by both of them all along? I'm saying this could be the start of a revenge tour for Han, you could say. Wow. So maybe this no one does maybe no one dies there but so you got han and jason statham uh, deckard shaw han and deckard shaw on two sides obviously dom is going to be with han a lot of their team is going to be on han's side so you got uh um tyree yeah tyrese uh ludicrous um i'm blanking all the character names right now but Dom's crew other side though i say the rock stays with uh deckard shaw so got luke hobbs deckard shaw teaming up got owen shaw younger brother um i don't know how uh, mirin mother the mother yeah mother shaw um and i'm not sure who else they could have on their side got a whole crew of samoans roman reigns from, uh, <laughs> roman reigns oh yeah i love roman the, reigns. The, more, yeah more wwe uh people in the in the movie dave bautista uh, yeah. as the villain yeah oh. dude, yeah who knows where uh, Jacob would side on all this? Because uh, it seems like Jacob and uh, you know, the Shaw family, I don't know if they're on good terms or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and you could really kind of go from there. Because if all the all of the heroes are on the same side, what, all of them versus Cypher? Like, yeah. Charlie Theron? Like, I think, I, th- I think Scotty Furious just gave us the best clip we're going to get from this YouTube <laughs> by saying we're going to make a civil war out of the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh, my God. Absolute, absolute gold. Let's clip that, Flix. Yes. That. And, and he- I, I do want to say one last thing from, from, from me, because even though I think that's probably, like, the best idea that they'll ever have, that means they're <laughs> – I don't know if they'll ever do that because – family going against family i don't know yeah, but right. <laughs> but dr o you mentioned like how more absurd can they go because they went to space like you think they're at the peak i don't think so tyrese nice. mentioned this a couple of days ago transformers fast and furious crossover that's actually a genius idea it's like, genius. That, that 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 should happen that should happen right it fits yeah it's almost too well i love that idea all right that does it for our highly anticipated review of F9 next week. Well, first off, before I, I just have to say thank you to Scotty Furious, uh, Fast and Furious super fan for joining us today. Next week, we're going to be reviewing No Sudden Move, Steven Soderbergh's new heist movie, which currently has a 92% of Rotten Tomatoes. It's in theaters and on HBO Max this Friday. I'm now going to send it over to Ricky Flicks for this week's top villain. One. All right, before we get to top billing, we actually ended the interview with uh, and review with Scotty Furious a little early, but we were talking 
off recording about a major, major thing that happened <laughs> at the end of this movie that I feel like we, we just don't have a choice. We had to hop back on. So Scotty Furious is back with us. We have to mention the Paul Walker reference at the end of the movie, right? So Ricky Flex, you're more familiar with the franchise. Why don't you take it from here and give your thoughts on uh, what happened there? Well, I'll, I'll, Scotty, I'll give it to you in a second, I guess. I'll just first say, it's I in my eyes, I think they're doing a ter- like it's ridiculous that they're like having this person, this uh, they're, what they're doing with the Paul Walker's character, as in he they don't just mm. say he's dead or something. I think it's ridiculous. And this movie though had a sick ending cameo with his original car from yeah. the Fast and Furious phenomenal mm-hmm. i thought that was genius like i didn't even think about it he's going through this neighborhood just going 100 miles an hour to go to the family barbecue the dinner i thought that was great but i want to pass it off to you scotty because it probably hit more home to you maybe a tear in the eye yeah i mean uh i wasn't i wasn't really expecting it um kind of once we got to the I, I knew from the trailer they had some type of uh family barbecue again again as the, as they do, it's usually one a move one a movie. There's a, a barbecue mm-hmm. or something like that where the family gets together, and yeah, I kind of I wasn't really expecting it. They they referenced Paul Walker that uh, Mia said Brian has the kids in the safest of hands, which I think that's true uh, in the in the uh, Fast and Furious realm. I think having all the kids go off with Brian that's the safest thing, so uh, we didn't we didn't have to worry about the kids. As far as, yeah, the Paul Walker reference. Like, <laughs> thank, thank God we didn't have to worry about the kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, Stay at home dad, Paul Walker. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, surprising to pull up in a minivan, but maybe that would have been oh, yeah. light. Serious seven. Uh, all, right, all right, we're being disrespectful. That's my yeah, fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll reel it back in with, yeah, no, I mean, when, yeah, when the news of his death, like six, seven years ago, no, it's not that, five years ago, six years ago, that, yeah, I remember really tearing up that day. So um, at the end of uh, Fast 7, when it just goes to white screen for Paul after the see you again, like mm. that was that was waterfalls. <laughs> this this yes. didn't bring back waterfalls in my eyes, but uh, no, it was, uh, I thought it was a good way to end it. I do agree that like they can't just keep going on with talking about Brian in every single movie when everyone knows he's passed away, but uh once again, I think they, they did uh, the best they could to uh, give a small, nice reference, and uh, kind of once again leave people 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 leaving the theaters with a a nice mm-hmm. little yeah smile. I mean, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, so, but it's also it's also like the franchise. Like it kind of goes with the fact that they don't let anyone go. They don't let anyone go away from this wow. franchise. And then, but it's like, uh, but I think it also just goes with the theme that kind of, it's like, it, it's gone from just being a Dominic Toretto thing to being like a Vin Diesel thing where like everyone in that franchise is family, except for maybe The Rock, <laughs> but everyone's, everyone's family there. Right. Yeah. Final yeah. thoughts, Flex? Yeah. I was just going to say, I think your spin zone is better than this one, but uh, it's just kind of, I find it kind of odd how, how uh, it's not subtle anymore, how crazy and a, uh, absurd everything is like obviously Tyrese we talked about how he said we're invincible and things like that so they're very self-aware of how absurd this uh like uh, the franchise is so it's just kind of weird how they're not so self-aware of like the Paul Walker death to in relation to the movie I would find that they would want to like I don't know like just have it kind of correlate but obviously they decide they think it, that's not a good idea so I don't know those are just my final thoughts but 
I did like the ending. I thought that was a very cool idea with the car going down the past the house or in the house. Yes. Very nice. So that does it for our review of F9. Now I will throw it to Ricky Flex for top billing. All right. Thank you to Scotty Furious for joining us. What a review. What a review with Scotty Furious. We're bringing back Nez. We're reeling him back in here for the, uh, for the top billing. Because inspired by our review of F9, we have the top billing of the best action film franchises. Okay? The best action film franchises. Huge top billing. Not just box office-wise, but just monstrous with these franchises. These budgets. Huge budgets. Huge productions. Obviously, if you saw Fast 9, you know how big that was. And that's going to be the theme of this top billing. So, you're wondering... Are there any caveats? Because there's so many t- different types of action adventure movies. There's only two. One, no superheroes, because we'll, we'll do a separate top billing of like the best superhero franchises. That's just so big and it's so popular now. We'll do it would that. Just be a superhero t- it would be a superhero draft. If we right. Yeah. We're all ma- massive superhero guys, anyways. So like, that would be a separate one. We'll do it. We'll, we, we will do it, but just not this time. And the other one is the franchise, like, Minimum three films that are like correlated with each other, like action. Yeah, yeah, action. Those. Fr- can I have a que- Can I ask a question? Of course. What about like? Can we veto if it's like a sci-fi movie? Because like, there's like action movies that are. I think I think more so. sci-fi than action. Like, what do we think about that? It's like this. I do have some sci-fi. Um, franchises on my board and i think some of them do qualify other ones i think are just like strictly mystical realm i think there's like i think it's gonna be more of like when the pick comes we'll have a conversation about it and people Mm -hmm. want to veto they'll veto all right okay i feel like we're gonna have some vetoes then for sure um but uh i guess before we'll get into it i'm just gonna spin the wheel listeners if you're go to our youtube channel you can check out what we do um i'll spin the wheel here and we have our three names on it. And the first person will get to decide where they want to pick. Okay. that It landed on me. You saw it on the screen. And, you know, I'll take the first pick. And then the next person. Fatal mistake. Dr. Rowe. Third. Damn it. All right. I really wanted that third pick, but Actually, I felt like I did pretty well in my last draft, even though I didn't win. I think I did yeah. well in that second position. So, and that brings me to the next. What a transition, Nez. Doctor Rowe, three peated, won the last top billing, uh, the top billing of movie dads. He eked it out again. Uh, I guess just before we actually draft here, Doctor Rowe, your thoughts? I'm just gonna keep. We're gonna keep grinding here. We're gonna stay humble. Let's just get to it. All right. Go for the uh, driving for four. The uh, four, four for more. I don't know. He's, I need a rhyme there. Score for four. Bang. <laughs> All right. We'll get this thing started. Myself, Ricky Flicks has the first pick. Nez has the second. Dr. O's the third. So I'm up. Let's just do it right away. Star Wars. All right. Uh, okay. so what are we doing uh, here? It feels like sci-fi. So we, should, we, knew, should we just we do it? was going to be the number one pick. We knew. Yeah. Yeah. We, that's the clear, like, 
franchise number one non-superhero, right? So let's just talk about it right away because I know we all have one or two more sci-fi here. Yeah, I, le- I, I left it off my big board personally. So do you not want to do it? If you don't have it in your big board, I mean, we, I, we can, we can, we can. We can. Just, it's going to change. So if we do that, that means like show. no, there's no like any outer space or like people coming from outer space. I don't know that. if my big board will be long enough. But I, have, I have a, I have a few. Um, because like some sci-fi is action. Like it, like the, I'm looking at my board. Like, but like, is Star Wars more sci-fi or more action? It's definitely more sci-fi, definitely. But it is an action franchise too. Like there is like it is about wars. Like people, there are battles. Like, like there, there is violence to it, and there is like with that argument. And, and I though, think, and like, outer, like outer space what is this top billing inspired by? Fast nine, fast nine. I'm just saying. I'm okay. just but if we say that, then, then we just have to know that, like, basically, like Lord of the Rings. Like, is that is that a that's what I'm saying? Movie? Like, you like, said mystical I, earlier. Like, that will be gone basically. I don't know, man. Like I, I left it like, off my time. My, Lord, my Lord of the Rings is a first round pick, in my opinion. Well, it's it's not just the three films, but it's The Hobbit and Yeah. I would I mean I mean, I if you guys it. want to do sci fi, I'm outvoted, so you guys can go. I will just out of protest, I will not pick you know, these sci fi movies. I, mean, I got an you, extensive you, big you, board. Like you have like over fifteen like franchises on I there? have sixteen franchises. I'd, I'd say I only enough. one only one could maybe be categorized as sci fi. Maybe two. I'm down I'm, for I'm, either. I just feel like if we veto it, a lot will be left off. Or you got like I just feel like there'll be controversy. So, Doctor O, your choice. I know. Um, frick. Uh, I, I I would keep it. I would All keep right. it. We're keeping it. Star Wars is my pick. All right. I feel comfortable with that as the one one we're talking about superheroes too like we're not doing superhero films and like superhero films like a lot of times they're sci-fi as well it's like it, it just depends like it's 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 how you define it i guess fair enough yeah fair enough all, all right. right um moving on here to yes. uh pick two round one wow i thought at least some i didn't i didn't see that coming off the board or be, i didn't see that uh, it's not on my board so I'm trying to just, like I got a lot to choose from here on my big board here, and we're going with action franchises. I think it's safe to say that these that I'm I'm going with the with the greatest, you know, action scenes of all time. So I got to go with John Wick, John Wick franchise. It's my first round pick. Um, it's you know it's pretty recently made. I think a lot of my you know at a lot of my picks are relatively old, um, but this one I was like you know what. I got to go with John Wick. It's too, it's too good of a movie. We were watching it. I was watching it this weekend on vacation with, with the homies. Oh, and yeah. we were just getting so amped just watching Keanu Reeves just tear through so many people. So many people. It, the action scenes are incredible. The fight scenes, nuts. John Wick, first round pick. And it rhymed. John Wick is uh, my favorite assassin slash spy character. Uh, in all of movie in all of movie history, myself, I know it might be a hot take. So uh, obviously, then I love that pick. Wow, wow! So yeah. uh, I, it's it's a fa- like it's a fantastic franchise. It was it was the rebirth of Keanu Reeves, of Keanu Sans, if you will. But it was one of those movies where 
there's minimal dialogue and I'm actually writing a blog about this right now. It's like, what's, what are great movies to watch where you maybe don't need the volume or your pregame with your friends or like, where you're trying to have a good time. You still want to keep up conversation. You put on the John Wick franchise and all of a sudden you look up, he's, he's, he's in the club, just absolutely tearing, tearing down the club, basically just destroying everybody. Right. And literally he's racking up triple digit kills in every single movie he does. And it doesn't seem like this. It doesn't seem like Keanu's stopping these movies anytime soon. We're getting spinoffs as franchise and universe is only growing from here. I, I I don't I don't hate that as a first round pick. I had it as a late like like a third overall to fourth. So I like it. Yeah, I'm looking at the number of kills on screen deaths that John Week has killed. 91 in the first one, 119 in the second one, 167 in the third one. Wow, he's they like just keep going he's up like and LeBron. up. He's LeBron. He's better as he gets older. <laughs> Well, Agent with that Wick, said, one, John Wick, Doctor Rowe, you're on the clock. I mean, is this? Oh man, I gotta go. Indiana Jones, like that. That like to me, that is like the pinnacle of like action movies. Like that when people say like a great. My, personally, I think too, greatest action movie of all time is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Some people like the third one more than the first one. Usually, Temple of Doom doesn't get enough, get doesn't get a lot of credit for how good it was. I don't think it was that great, but I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is absolutely iconic. You think of iconic action scenes, whether it be uh, the one-on-one duel, whether you talk about uh, the, the literal race, uh, like the uh, car chase down uh, towards the uh, climax of the movie, talking about all the snakes. I think Harrison Ford might be the greatest uh, action star of all time. And now he went first overall technically here with Star Wars, but he he's more, maybe he, he's right. He's like neck and neck, Han Solo, Indiana Jones. So I like him getting in... Uh, Indiana Jones with the for, as a first rounder. Love the pick. Iconic, iconic theme music, and mm-hmm. I mean, have you guys been to the Indiana Jones show at, at Disney World? Oh yeah. Oh my God, electric, electric! Yes. I was, I've, I've, I've seen that show like six times in my day. I mean, that was like my favorite thing to see when the fire comes out and you feel like the heat from the fire on your face. So, so fun, so fun. So good. Um, and like that, that was like, that is world. That's not just like, that's, that's a, it's a global phenomenon. Like, like that, that is a show that is like in pop culture too. So it's like, talk about like franchise, right? Like bankability of franchises of Indiana Jones. I think that goes hand in hand with like what's going on at Disney where they've done that for decades now. So yeah, I agree. Ricky Flux, you've seen it with me. Oh yeah. No, it was great. Great. It's, it's it's Indiana Jones. Like, I think I agree with you. Like, if you think action-adventure goes with that, like, debate with the sci-fi. Like, just if you think action-adventure and then movies, the first one you think of probably is Indiana Jones. Agreed. Absolutely. All right. You're still on the clock, though. Your second pick. So, I think Lord of the Rings can be considered an action franchise, even though it is, yes, Middle Earth, right? Like, that almost like Game of Thrones type vibe. But I think it's like people make that uh, that natural comparison to Game of Thrones. But there is way less politics in Lord of the Rings compared to a Game of Thrones. There's a lot less dialogue. Then like a lot of times Game of Thrones, they actually hold off on battles until the ninth or tenth episode. Like they, they they literally just fast forward. They don't show it. Lord of the Rings, they'll show you Aragorn kicking butt. Right? They'll show you Legolas and Gimli back-to-back chirping each other about how many kills they have. Right, We think about uh, the Two Towers. I think it can be considered an action franchise, and I've rewatched these recently. 
I know I watched them when I was super young with our, with our, with Rick, Ricky Flicks watched them with uh, our cousins and this, I, I, I appreciate them so much more as an adult. They're phenomenal films. Phenomenal. The Hobbit did not live up to like its predecessor, but the Lord of the Rings gotta be potential first rounder. I'm glad I'm getting the second. I like the way you said that, like the appreciation, <clears throat> the appreciation. I totally agree with you. It's just the more you watch it and then the older you get, it just gets higher and higher. And you could see why the return of the King and, uh, Oh three movie, oh four Oscars, like how why, why did so well critically, and that's for an action adventure mystical fantasy movie, like mm-hmm. ridiculous. So no, no those battle you. scenes are pretty epic. I remember watching epic. at a young age. I know people love End of Return of the King, but in the, my favorite, the, the Two Towers, it felt like it was almost like three hundred vibes, right? But even less people, right? But uh, <laughs> when they're facing the orcs, and then like seeing Gandalf the White slamming down the mountain, like just <laughs> absolutely glorious, glorious, hair flowing, staff in hand, just it looks like he's coming down from heaven. The, the light is hitting. Like, like beautifully the uh, cinematography is unreal and then the mm-hmm. acting's great too just like it's literally that franchise it almost is perfect it's nearly perfect it's so good all right with that nez your second round pick oh man i don't know i still have so much to choose from guys i don't know what to do here i um gosh i think i gotta go with i gotta go with mission impossible here I got to go with Mission Impossible. I mean, that's an all-time action franchise, all-time theme music as well. Um, Tom Cruise, they're still coming out with those, and he's carrying the franchise, absolutely crushing it. Um, I know that uh, Dr. O is a big Mission Impossible guy, um, but I've also been in- – I've enjoyed them since, you know, the ones way back in the day. Those are pretty fun too. So um, when I think of iconic action movie franchises, I'm thinking Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. I know. I would even consider Ricky Flicks likes the Mission Impossible franchise more than me. He's been like hyping them up for years now. Um, yes. But like Mission Impossible Fallout, I would put that as a first round pick for maybe like greatest action film of yeah. all time. It's, it's mm. a first round pick. It's that good, and I think it's clearly the best in the franchise. Although they've had so many bangers, and and let, talk about getting better at with with, like, with age as the years go on. Like I am so hyped for seven and eight. It's got. It's gonna be. They're going back to back. It's gonna be nuts. Um, and then Tom Cruise, obviously, he's really he's got a huge passion for this franchise. Clearly, from his COVID rants, but I'm hyped for those next movies. He has a passion for public health. True, Doctor O. That might be that. That might be what it was. No, I don't think it. Is. I don't <laughs> think that was it. <laughs> so, Doctor O, I'm glad. I'm happy that you said that. Because uh, yes, I am a monstrous Mission Impossible fan. I. I think uh, they're all. I think every single movie for me, except the second and third ones, are in the ninety out of a hundreds at the minimum. The third one, eighties. Um, I love this franchise. Um, for me, on my big board, it was a battle between that and uh, Indiana Jones for number two, and as in behind Star Wars. So, like, I cannot praise this franchise enough. I think Ethan Hunt is a great character, and Tom Cruise. I love. I'm a big fan of Tom Cruise. Not of his. Not necessarily of him, you know. You know, he's kind of he's an out out there guy. He's a Scientologist. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. say it. <laughs> okay, we, I said it, and now I'm on the clock. James Bond. James Bond. Uh, no time to die. I know this is Daniel Craig's last one, but 
I think James Bond just has so many aspects of it, not just like one single James Bond I find so interesting and so unique with uh, any type of franchise. And you have, again, the music, iconic music, not just with the theme song, but also with whatever the score is for that. We talked uh, two weeks ago about Billy Eilish's This One, Adele with Skyfall, just unbelievable music with it. You always have the girl, the who's going to be the Bond girl, just so many interesting facets of Bond inside this franchise that just have so much that so many people just find so interesting and captivating with it. James Bond will be my second round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Naz, I mean, no, it's all right. I've been, I mean, I've been wrestling with, with uh, picking James Bond since the first round, right? Like you very easily could have drafted James Bond in the first round each time. Um, I mean, absolute, absolutely iconic. I think Flix is getting great value uh, over here. Um, because like I said, I've been, I thought about picking it second overall and I just went with per- personal preference and John wick. Um, but no, yeah, there's the, I mean, there's gotta be something about ha- having a good action franchise and having a f- fire, fire theme music. Like where I'm talking mission impossible, uh, James Bond. I mentioned one before and I can't Indiana remember. Jones. Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, Heck, even Star Wars, if you want to classify it as that. Oh, yeah. I mean, Wars. come on. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's some correlation there. There's some correlation. John, John Williams did John Star Williams Wars, Indiana Jones. Like, he, like, he's yeah. like the GOAT. In, in terms of looking at James Bond as an action franchise, I think it did belong in the second round. And, like, like uh, that was end of the second round. Correct, folks, with that pick? Yep. Yeah, so like I like I agree with like the placement, just because if you look at like a Mission Impossible, the crazy stunts Tom Cruise is doing, like and then we're talking about the greatness of films like a Star Wars or a uh, Lord of the Rings, like James Bond. If you look at strictly that on, on that perspective in terms of like like physicality of the franchise, I think Daniel Craig, the most recent films, like it makes it more than deserving because that's that's the most physical James Bond has ever been in terms of hand to hand combat, not being as sneaky, but more of just like I'm just gonna beat I'm just gonna beat you with the brawn. That's kind of how it is with him. So I'm pumped to see what he's bringing to the table uh, alongside Anna de Armas for the next one. Right, and this will transition to my next pick here, where. I, I like the James Bond, like James Bond was higher up in, in Mission Impossible were higher up on my big board than a, a John Wick, where I love the John Wick character more than the other two franchises, their main characters. But what are we drafting? You're drafting franchises, amount of films, James Bond. I mentioned how it could be successful with many different types of James, many different James Bonds and Mission Impossible. There's been, there's going to be eight movies, only been three so far for Wick. Wick will get there, in my, in my opinion, with four and five. But this goes to my next pick with Harry Potter. I, Are we doing that, Harry Potter? I don't know if that's an action movie. So what would you call it then? A coming like of fan- age story, fantastic. There's fights in every single. It's, fa- it's, it's fantasy. It's fantasy. But but, but, but there's no. They uh, never. Okay. I'll let the voters handle your fate, flicks. There's no stunts. I'll like let they, the voters handle your fate. All right. I mean, Lord right. of the Rings, no, Star I, right. Wars, That's, Harry Potter. Those are fantasy movies. Okay, okay. Star Wars is I, sci-fi. I'm, hey, I'm fine I'll let that. The, I'll let the voters handle your fate. It's fine. So he's not no, vetoing. No, I, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I, I think you proved your no, point. No, no, no. You got to take it. You got to take it. Oh, the pick was wait, in. you're letting me have it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Take it. Fine. I said I'll Harry let the Potter. voters handle your fate. So I'm just going to keep going here for a second here. I do think it's action adventure. They go on these adventures. 
They go on adventures together. They have fights. Yes, it's with wands, not necessarily punching, not necessarily kicking or something like that, but it's still action. It's still adventures and Harry Potter action adventure fantasy movie. It's an adventure fantasy. If you didn't let Star Wars in, I would have never picked it. That it's, is a fact. There's Star Wars. There's wars in the name. I think it's the Harry fact, Potter I think is it's still fights they, and battles. Well, actually, like there's no guns. Yeah, nobody shoots a gun. But in oh, yeah, nobody shoots a gun. Yeah, they do. Han Solo. Han Solo. Lasers. Well, yeah, that counts. It's, it's a laser. <laughs> so a laser gun. <laughs> uh, sure. Um, These swords. I, they're still battling. I guess no, okay. hey. if we're if we're no. if you got sorry, okay. I picked it, but. I, no, I no, feel no, bad now, but now I wouldn't. Apologize. I wish we didn't do Star Wars then, or Lord of the. Like I, I wish like we just didn't do that then. If I'm getting no, we, flack we, Harry Potter, listen, now. we established the rules at the beginning of the draft. After that first, pick, I should not be complaining. No, there's no turning back now. I just, no yeah, I just now. now I wish we didn't do it. If I'm getting flack for Harry Potter, like oh, whatever, I have flack for that. Wait, after Star Wars and Lord of the Ring go off the board, I didn't think so. <laughs> so. All right, I think Nez. Oh, what are you gonna say, Doc? Or- I, like, if I'm looking at like a like Star Wars, if you if you're using the adventure aspect of it, yeah, like Harry Potter, they do that. But like Star Wars is that is the definition of Star Wars. It's not okay. even just like the well, wars. It's like it's like, dude, think about even the spinoffs, The Mandalorian. Like, all he's doing is going on these different epic journeys, and he's a bounty hunter. That's that's like John Wick's a bounty hunter, dude. Like, the, they are. Like, you could make that argument. No. Yes. I don't know. That's, that's, that's the I think, way I'm looking think, at it, but I think it's just based on perspective. We're, you know, we're just, halfway through the draft now, but looking at it now, we should have just done it like a different time. Like we're doing a separate one for superheroes. We should have done a separate one for fantasy maybe, but or maybe, we didn't. Yeah. Well, maybe we can do that in a future time, but Nez, your third pick. Yeah, I'm um, I'm picking the Bourne series. I don't know what they call. Is it the collection? I don't know. I'm collect The Bourne Ultimatum, The Bourne Supremacy. Those movies are true true thrillers um jason Bourne, jesus christ it's jason Bourne, all timeline right there um crazy he's insane he's a one-man army he was john wick before john wick was around and uh yeah that's my pick yeah i i had it as a third rounder it's like right on the money and they're talking about like hand-to-hand combat true like action movie right it has that same vibe it's exactly where it should be it deserves it's more than deserving of a top spot on this list right where i had it nine great pick perfect all right doc did, did you guys like the uh the recent one the jason Bourne with uh matt damon <sighs> when he came back to I it i don't i don't know those I, first I, those first three are 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 amazing no yeah, I agree. I, yeah. I, I, I love the pick, but the, like Jeremy Renner won, and then the last one with Matt one Damon. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I just, I didn't love it. I did love the Jason. Oh my God, it's Jason Bourne. But I just, Jesus Christ, it's Jason it just, Bourne. It's just, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of it. I'll have to rewatch. I haven't watched it since the year it came out, but I don't know. Doc. I can't believe this fell to me. Die Hard. I'm going with the Die Hard series. I know there's been uh, – I don't even know. The, the last one came out was uh, It's a Great Day to Die Hard, just to, with Jai Courtney. Just about absolutely abysmal of a movie. But if you go with, like, Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Live Free or Die Hard, like, Bruce Willis, John McClane, iconic action hero. He's, like, one of, like – he was a, like a, one of the faces of the 80s. 
So I'm happy Bruce Willis, like, absolutely. That's where he made his, he stuck, he, he uh, made his claim in Hollywood. And uh, mm-hmm. it obviously made him skyrocket. And that's, he's closely associated with that, associated with that franchise. But uh, I'm glad I'm getting it at the end of the third round. Die Hard. Yeah, I uh, I only like the first one. You only so that's the- why I personally I could, I didn't want to pick it because I was I don't like the franchise. Okay, but mm-hmm. it is an it is iconic. I'll give I'll give it to, I'll give that to Bruce for sure. It and is iconic. Like the Die Hard with Avengers Samuel Jackson. You don't like that one? No, man. No. So not as much as the first one. Live it's free not and as- die, like live free or die hard is also low key a good a great movie. I, like I agree with that. I about that. I, the, a Good Day to Die Hard was god-awful, though, the one after. That was yeah. horrendous. I turned um, it off. Die Hard 2, I thought, was decent. I didn't love it. It was decent. And then, obviously, the first one, I think we go back to the beginning of the pod where we were talking about like movies we've seen over 10 times, easily Die Hard. Mm. Easily. Um, so, Actually, yeah. You can't, you, I'm vetoing that because uh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Die Hard is it. <laughs> What if I picked that Mel Gibson movie where he's like the he's like the bounty that the the bounty hunter Santa Claus that came no out? No teasing picks. I'm <laughs> yes. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, All right, yeah. you're still on, you're still on the clock. So I'm gonna go with one that is a uh, smack dab in the middle of between a sci-fi and an action series. Uh, the lead actor is already chosen for the John Wick series, but I'm going with the Matrix. I think the Matrix is uh, gonna be my next pick. Obviously, as a whole. Like, of a franchise. Second and third, they dip off a little bit. First one, it hit so hard. And it was something new. And it could be considered sci-fi, obviously. That's just, it's, what's, like, arguably the greatest – the first one's arguably the greatest or sci-fi superhero. movie of all time. Oh, my no, God. I, Don't start I, with I'll, the superhero crap. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Don't start with that Good crap. saying. But oh. – And it was – Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, my God. Is this – did, I'm not videoing. Based off the trial of Nez versus Ricky Flicks. Yes. In yes. Drive In Pod episode 23, we established that Matrix is a superhero movie. No, it's are not. Are we going to wait? Are we making an <laughs> amendment? I thought, to we, said, I thought we, I, I thought we said it wasn't. Did we said it? Wait, we, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Ricky, no, no, Ricky, Ricky, I Flicks, said no, no. Ricky Flicks in an attempt to assassinate my character for the let's let, episode what whatever time said that it was a superhero movie. Oh my god, that's, I, that's, I, that's, that's a great example of what we pointed out earlier. I in the don't. Episode. I don't. Full circle. You called Neo a superhero. I, Neo kind of is a superhero. That's why I mentioned it. They mentioned superhero in the, in the of, movie. So did we? Did you veto the pick in real time? Like, did like what happened? I'm not. I'm not. No. It's so an it we is can't an break the Constitution. Movie. We can't break the Constitution. We can't break the Constitution. It's based like, off past precedent. I yeah, don't. we cannot do that. We we like we live in the United States. We can't just break the Constitution we, whenever we want. Okay. Can I? Can I? Chaos. Just hear me out. It didn't get vetoed because he was allowed to pick it. Because then in the fourth round, I picked uh, the Terminator Two villain. Uh, the teeth. Uh, uh, I could go with know, different 2000. franchise if it gets so, oh, no. no, so based on constitution and precedent, it means it it lives here. Okay, good. That's what I'm saying. So the slander so, against Nez for me, I didn't even veto that pick, so he's lying. So the past two minutes of that rant were pointless. 
But so you agree that it wasn't I didn't veto the pick when you picked it. So you just lied to the audience. So you're just lying. You're not a man of integrity, number one. We already knew that. And two, you lie. Go, and boom. Go, go, go look, listen to I know I, I the made, podcast and see for yourself which draft I made the graphic. Like I literally remember putting the picture of Neo on the graphic flying. It was, it was, was it movie villains you were talking about? Or like, Super, uh, superpowers. Oh. And we said no superheroes. And then I made the, I just made a jab like I did here. Is he a superhero? I'm just, it was a funny thing to say. More than controversial. It was an attempted veto. Statement. I did a veto though. So it's not <laughs> an attempt right. if it wasn't a veto. I'm, take, I'm taking the Matrix. It's an, it, is a, it is a sci-fi slash action movie. It, it truly is. And it changed the way that combat happens in movies. Everyone, you, even with your friends. I, when, I, after you saw this movie, you were doing fake outs. All the time, you would go Matrix, and you would scale the wall. You go parkour now because the office has been such a sensation. You say parkour. Back in the day, you were saying Matrix. You pretend to do a backflip. Even, off the wall. even Shrek ripped off the Matrix. Yes, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. I, listen, great first movie. As for a franchise, yeah, I agree with this. What? Not a great the franchise. action still sort of hit in the second and third. Yes, it got a little like sketchy, I guess, in the third one. But mm-hmm. guess what? They might redeem themselves with Matrix 4, but I think the first one is so powerful compared to the other two that it just holds weight. There are the loyal... So good. Such a great yeah. movie. Revolutionary there, movie. There's a lot of... Revolutions. Matrix Revolutions. Uh, there's a lot of Matrix stands out there. So I think this will look good too on the graphic for you. Nez, your fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Oh, I accidentally deleted something. Uh, anyways, I'm going with uh, with Rush Hour. I'm going with the Rush Hour franchise. That's an all-time action franchise, buddy cop movie. Um, and you know what? Honestly, Rush Hour 2 holds up. Rush Hour 3, eh, you know. Oh, it's good. But I agree with that. They're two for three. They're Rush Hour 3 is good. It's not bad. It's just not as good as the first they're two. They're two and a half for three. They're if, two and a half for three. I'll take that. If you're going basically based off comedy, I would say Rush Hour 3 is arguably the funniest one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the action scenes, I mean, Jackie Chan, you got to get some Jackie Chan action in here because he's one of the greatest action stars of all time, of all time. And Rush Hour, really some underrated action in there, especially with Jackie Chan. I mean, he's, he's absolutely carrying these action scenes in, in, this, in these movies. Mm-hmm. He's a beast. So, yeah, that's my pick, Rush Hour. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> all right. I'm up. I'm looking at my board. I a lot of potential vetoes here. And we're going to go. Let's just, let's pick it. Let's pick the Fast and Furious. In honor of Scotty Furious coming on. Let's just do I, it. I, I, we I don't pick. someone to do it. I knew it wasn't going to be me. Oh, we're not. Are we joking? And I knew it wasn't going to be Ned's. I knew it was gonna be you. Wait, are we joking? Is there a potential veto here? If there is, no. I don't even. Oh, okay. It's a car racing saying, movie. I'm are you kidding me? They fight in every movie. <laughs> I'm just saying there was no way I was picking it. But I think we we made that clear. Yes, I know. Review. But these are my last two picks, and I know Nez isn't gonna pick it here. As in, I know both of you aren't. So, like, I'm not. I have two picks left, and the rest is you two. So I have to pick it with one of these two. So I just decided to pick it now. The sixth highest grossing movie franchise of all time. Sixth highest grossing. People love 
the Fast and Furious franchise. Unbelievable. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I can't where the, stand them. I can't it, stand them. It's bananas. It's bananas. I'm it's just, if we're talking the greatest, like, just franchises in action movies, like, this one has 10 movies if you include Hobbs and Shaw. Like, it's just, I think it belongs in the top 15. You just said it was six all time in box office. I just, yeah, it is. It's not necessarily my favorite, but I do believe it belongs. I know you two aren't going to pick it. And you know what? Scotty Furious, this is for him. This is for him. And then my fifth. Shout out to Scotty. Thanks, thanks for replacing me in top billing so I didn't have to watch that movie. Yeah. Um, and then the for fifth. Me. It goes back to like the Matrix debate, like all oh, that stuff. First one's good, but the other two, like I particularly didn't like. And I'll do this. I'll pick Terminator. Yeah, uh, I love the. I think the first two are two of the best, not just action movies, but, but like well, some of the best movies of all time. Uh, the rest aren't great, but it's two out of two out of the rest. Uh, there's like five now. I'll I'll take them here. Yeah, iconic, iconic franchise, iconic star in a in his in his like biggest role. Um, definitely worth being picked here on my big board. Have you guys seen the show? Is that at Disney World too, or is that Universal? Oh, uh, I don't think I've seen that. No, no? I don't. It's definitely not a Terminator Disney. at Disney. Definitely not. Was, Disney. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. What? Bob Iger, Bob Iger would have a heart attack. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. So, so then no, there's Imagine a ride Terminator on Disney Plus. There's like a ride or like a show at Universal where you, it's like it's like similar to the Indiana Jones show, but it's Terminator and like he's like shooting in like robots, and then he like drives into the theater and he's on his motorcycle. It's sick. Yeah, pretty cool. I well, like. I'd be I'd be down to see that. I, I would have to just inquire and go. I'd be down though. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, maybe we'll take a drive-in pod trip. Nez. I'd be so I was just thinking that I'd be so down. <laughs> All right. Fun. This next pick, listen, man, I th- I think there's actually some, you know, more iconic franchises on the board here, but I think my dad would disown me if I didn't draft Jason Statham. So I'm I going know. with the transporter, baby. I knew it. I was waiting I was waiting for this. I thought you might have been just taking the first round. <laughs> that would have been a bit aggressive. <laughs> Over <Yeah>. Star Wars? <laughs> I remember. Um, oh, sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> No, no, you can go ahead. I, I remember when I, uh, in college, when I was with Nez, he told me about how much of a fan his dad was of the Transporter series. I didn't believe him whatsoever. And he's like, no, dude, you don't understand. He freaking loves Jason Statham in the Transporter movies. And then, yeah, so I, I didn't believe him. And then, I, then he told me all about the franchise and I hadn't seen any of them. And I was like, okay, now I have to check it out. I have no choice. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I've been watching those movies since a since I was a young buck, sitting next to my dad. You know, he's making popcorn. I'm fetching him beers, and we're just sit two bros, just chilling, watching Jason Statham kick a whole bunch of ass. Also, I also want to comment. You know, I don't want to hype up my own thing, but I got some of the best rocks, uh, rock, oh, best action stars of all time on this list. I got Keanu Reeves. I got Jackie Chan. I got Jason Statham. Who else did I Cruise. I got somebody else. That was Tom like, Cruise. Tom Cruise. I got Tom Cruise. I mean, the, the, I'm, the act, the main actors in these franchises are they just icons in the action industry. And Jason Statham does not deserve to be left off. 
Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm. Drafting. And you can't forget what he's done with the what Ricky Flux just picked, the Fast and Furious yeah. franchise. Yeah. Yeah, but he's Hobbs and Shaw with Furious the Rock. Seven. That's, that's pretty was, good. And Furious Seven, he was great in Furious Seven. Yeah, couldn't. Tell right. you, I never saw it. <laughs> Doctor O, Mister Irrelevant. Mister Irrelevant's going to be Rambo. Talk about we're talking about elite um, action stars. Sylvester Stallone deserves to get picked. Obviously, no one's going to pick Rocky here. It's not an action movie. It's just a feel-good sports movie. Um, but Rambo, he was one of the first like one-man takedown type of franchises that populate everything today. And then the first one, I don't think anything really beats First Blood. Uh, obviously, I think it's pretty cool that like even though like the last Rambo, just Rambo, was a uh, a dud. It's still cool to see what he what he does. Like it's still cool to see old like Sylvester Stallone get things done. It's still it's not the best um, complete movie to watch, but in terms of entertainment value, like this is what he does best. It's what mm-hmm. he does best. And then his, the recent one, I think I don't even know what happened that last one. Like what, didn't that already come out? Like what happened with that? Flicks. It was him protecting the girl on like the Mexican border yeah. or something. It was like not good. But I think of First Blood and I think of like First Blood Part Two and then uh, the Rambo that came out. I think it was like oh eight or something like that. I just wanted Sylvester Stallone on my board in action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So great pick. Um, definitely deserved deserving of being picked. Um, I know my friends and I. When you mentioned uh, you know the first of the you know one guy versus an army. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of things my friends and I used to have a, a game that we played called Rambo uh, when we played airsoft and basically one person would take like the most powerful gun and they would go hide in the woods and everybody would have to go after them and I mean that you got to be pretty iconic to have your airsoft game ra- uh, named after you so pretty epic pick I respect it that means you're a legend at airsoft it's like okay yep one man versus all take him down yeah. you guys yeah. got the walkie talkies going and then you're, you're saying oh, this this that and the guy's just on his own pinning it's all stealth the tree. it's all stealth yeah all right before honorable mentions read off the list i have rich star wars james bond harry potter fast saga and terminator nez john wick mission impossible born rush hour transporter Dr. O, Indiana Jones, Lord of the Rings, Die Hard, Matrix, Rambo. Nez, honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, so I guess this, like I mentioned, there was like, uh, I said there's two that might be classified as sci-fi in mine. Planet of the Apes was one. Terminator was the other. Um, one big one I think that we left off was Lethal Weapon. Totally could have gotten drafted, maybe mm-hmm. deserving, deserving of being drafted. Uh, over the fantasy series. I had the Kingsman on here until he said uh, three. three movies. Doesn't have three movies. Soon. And then and then I got Mad Max. Yes. Mad that Max. Was, yeah. Dr. O? Uh, t- this one should have been picked, but I, like, I didn't want to pick a sci-fi film as Mr. Irrelevant. I wanted a true like action like franchise. Alien. I love Alien. Aliens. Alien Covenant. Mm-hmm. Prometheus. Yeah. Like, like yeah, they I thought are, about drafting that. The recent ones are not as bad. Like, it doesn't live up to Alien and Aliens, but the, the recent ones are very good. Michael Vassbender as David, he's, he's electric. He's so good. Um, and I, the recent one, it ends on a cliffhanger. We need another uh, Alien movie. So um, I like that a lot. I had Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, I was afraid to pick that. That, that was that's, that's I was afraid. A, I was, I'm that, not going to lie. But it's not a superhero or anything, but it's, it's mystical adventure. creatures, like 
Yeah. I was afraid. I was that. I was afraid of that and Godzilla Kong. I was afraid of that one. I was afraid of Jurassic Park. I, I almost drafted Godzilla. I thought and like about Jurassic Park, like sci-fi. Yeah, I was afraid of that. You know? Planet of the Apes, like you mentioned, I was afraid of that one. I and think I, all of those are more acceptable than Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, or Harry Potter. I'm just saying. Lord, agree. Uh, I, like I don't know. I I I, I don't know. I, I I feel like Lord of the Rings. You could be passed for it. I think it could pass as an action movie. Um, Star Wars, I guess no. But if you look at all these different lists online, like they consider them action movies too. It's just they just blend different genres, and it's just what they what do they stick out more as? Is it an action movie? Is it more of a sci-fi? And right. I, I guess it was a little bit. Uh, we should have defined it a little bit stronger. No, uh, no superpowers or mystical powers, maybe something like that. I don't know. It's just like it's hard Tough. to define it, and I think people are just going to see the word action adventure, and whoever has more of those, like you just got to trust the audiences. Whoever has like nails that aspect more so will probably win the draft. We just got to see, right? I don't know if they'll how they'll kind of take it. Yeah, but I I just wanted to finish off look, uh, uh, Planet of the Apes. I had too. It's a good one from Nez. Um. Yeah. Actually, I think I got them all. Yeah. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan series. Yes. For Red I, October. I was about to there's say three? that one. There's three of those. Oh yeah. Clear, bunch, clear present like five, danger. Oh Patriot games. Never seen Some of all fears. Without remorse, kind Shadow of. <laughs> <laughs> um. And yeah. And then the other one, the other one that you guys haven't said that's still here. Um, Shadow recruit was on there. Oh, Shadow recruit. I'm sorry. Uh, I wasn't talking about Jack Ryan. Um. Even though the recent one was horrendous, uh, it's Men also in Black. series too in terms of franchise. Genres, Men in Black, franchise. Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. yeah, and Men in Black There's... was the other one that I had. That's certainly on the fine line of uh, oh, of sci-fi as yeah. well, but yeah. So there, there's there seems to be a very fine line between sci-fi and action. Mm-hmm. But but all right, that does it for this controversial top billing of best so controversial adventure film franchises. Doctor Rowe, back to you. All right, that's going to conclude this episode of the Drive-In Podcast. Thank you for listening, and please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this, and then rate us five stars. After you rate us five stars, screenshot it, tweet it at us at the Drive-In Pod, or post on your Insta story, then tag us, right? We'll give you some love. That does it for episode 43, the one-year anniversary of the Drive-In Pod, and we will smell you. Later.